All right. Well, welcome to Real Answers Podcast. I'm Chris Sizza from CNR Flooring, and we're taping live today, believe it or not, at uh, the NWFA Expo in Tampa. And our keynote speaker is Elliot Eisenberg, the Bowtie Economist. And we've had him on the show before, and it's been terrific. Uh, the, the results, the feedback I got from all the guys out listening uh, was terrific. So the fact that he was here today and he was kind enough to say, yeah, I'll go into the studio and we'll do one. So he was just at rehearsal getting ready for open session. So those of you who didn't make it to Expo, uh, open session was with Elliot and we're just sliding over after rehearsal. Open session is going to be in about an hour, but we're going to tape this now and try and get you some insight because as most of you know, I've seen Elliot many times over the years with the Builders Association of Greater Boston. And so I know how valuable his input is. I also know how valuable his time is. So Elliot, thank you very much for making time. It's a pleasure to be here. It really is. Thank you so much for this invitation. Yeah. So the fun thing is we're going to be talking to our contractor base mostly. And myself as a wood floor contractor and no crystal ball. I used to have one, but when it was wrong, I threw it against the wall and it you, smashed. You and me both. Mine turned into a bowling ball somewhere recently. So, but I think you have better foresight than I do. And can you, can you help us out? Where are we? What's going on? It is a crazy world. It's a crazy world, and it's very hard to predict. We don't know if Putin's going to stop the war in Ukraine, make it worse, go longer. When it ends, will the sanctions be lifted? Will oil prices go down? How about the lockdown in China, where they're locked down Shanghai, 25 million people? That's reduced oil demand. Oil prices have come down. Will that come back? Will they have more lockdowns going in the future, which I think? But there's a lot of uncertainty out there. So we're, we have more uncertainty now than I think we've had in a very, very long time. So it's, it's, you have to sort of be a little bit precautionary, a little bit more prepared for things to hit you that you weren't expected to. And most importantly, there's the real fear, palpable concern about a possible recession hitting in the not too distant future. Okay. So those of you driving your truck right now going, what the hell does that have to do with hardwood floors? Exactly why I asked him here, because it has everything to do with what we do every day. If no matter where you look, no matter what TV you turn on or what radio you turn on, we're hearing about price increases everywhere. We're having plywood issues. These are all direct occurrences from what's going on out there. You know, exactly. It's exa exactly right. The economy is is overheating. That's what we're experiencing. You know, how many of you out there say, oh, I can't get the flooring I want. I can't get the adhesives I want. I can't get the workers I need. I can't get the stuff shipped to my clients so I can install it on the floor. All these processes are, we can't get workers. This is all because the economy is running too hot. The demand for workers is more than the workers are. The demand for stuff is more than our economy can produce. There's COVID problems, there's supply chain problems, there's shipping problems, but there's these problems and these problems are generating inflation. And that's the catch. And the Fed says to itself, we've got to stop the inflation. So I love what you just said. The economy is overheating. So I remember when my truck overheated, we would just slow it down, let it rest, and then get back on the road. And are you From saying, your mouth to God's ears. Right? This is what we need to do a little bit with our company. You know, you don't have to turn it off. But, Absolutely not. Right. But we want to keep control of it. Right. And, and by keep control of it, I think that means focus on controlling costs. Try and buy better. But this is not a buyer's market. So what do you do when you can't buy it better? 
Where, where, where can, where can we help ourselves? As you were, you were, you were really accurate with saying controlling costs. There's things we can control and things we can't control. If you can't control it, forget it, give up. You know, you've got to live with the prices that they're telling you the floors, the wood's going to cost and that's it. You can try a new supplier. That's risky. Maybe not now, because if you have a good relationship with a supplier, they're going to go through hoops to make sure you get your, your wood. You try a new place, they may sweet talk to you and then help their older clients. So what about this? If you don't need it, don't buy it. Absolutely. If you can put it off or t- you can put it off for a while, wait till things may die down. Prices may go down. Supplies may get easier. Choice may be better. You may get able to get a better cho- choice of color palette or whatever it is. But in the short run, what you've got to do is you've got to say to yourself, look, there's a possibility, a reasonable possibility, a recession will hit because the Fed wants to cool the economy down just like they you cooled your truck down. The problem is sometimes they cool the truck too much and the truck turns off. And, and it doesn't start back up. Right. It doesn't start up. And then you got a recession on your hands. Now, recessions come, recessions go. Everybody old enough to remember has had at least one, two, three, four recessions you get by. But you got to control your costs and keep this in the back of your mind. Look, next year, sales activity could well decline by 10, 15, 20%. It's hard to know what will be. This recession will be very different for housing than prior recessions because of the environment that we're in. Houses, households have high equity. Household, households have lots of money. There's no supply of housing and so on. It'll be different, but recessions are never good for interest-sensitive sectors of the economy. That's residential construction, automobile purchases, and commercial construction. Silly question, maybe not silly. Um, it's it's how I've been steering myself. I'm 36 years in the business, and I've you've seen had, you've had your share of recessions. I have. I've seen them, um, and I've seen many elections. So I have a I have a theory, and I don't even know if it's correct because I flunked out of Plymouth State with a 0.56. But Ziza theory number one. Here it is. We have an election right around the corner in November. Right. And I believe that every administration, doesn't matter who's in charge, the administration that's in place wants to keep their seats as much as possible. And I think they do everything they can to keep the economy steady because that's an indicator on what which direction people vote. Right. Absolutely. So And I, now inflation's killing Biden. But it is. But so the way I think about it is we're kind of gonna be okay through November. And then there's like this two-year gap of when shit can happen. I'm not so sure. This is why I ask an expert. It, it, I think all else equal, you're right. There's a tendency for this. The, 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 the business cycle and the political cycle do have some, some, some correlation. But the inflation that we're experiencing right now, inflation data came out just today, actually, and it was very hot. Headline uh, CPI was 8.4% year over year. Core was less. That made economists happy. But 8.4 is what you're paying. So this is a real problem. And the Fed can't slow. They have to speed up. They're behind on the eight ball. They're behind the eight ball. You're talking they need to speed up on raising Rate increases. So yes. they got to they gotta move, if for no other reason than to show that they're paying attention, and they realize that they're behind, and they'll keep Congress at bay, because Congress will get angry, and Congress is their boss. So they've got to they've show markets that they're serious, show Congress that they're serious, and that's going to hurt interest-sensitive sectors. We can argue how much, depends on how much they raise, how fast inflation comes down, and so on, all these somewhat unknowns. But they don't have the luxury of waiting. They're going to raise rates by half a percent or 50 basis points in their next meeting in about a month or so. And then a month and a half, late, six weeks later, a month and a half later, they'll raise probably by another 50 basis points or half a percent. These are meteoric increases in interest rates compared to historical 
precedent. This is four or five times faster than they normally raise because they're behind the eight ball and they haven't been this behind the eight ball in, in decades, decades. And they're going to do it. And how does that affect you driving the truck, putting in the hardwood floor? I can tell you right now, these interest rate hikes directly affect home purchasing. Yep. Because right now, the interest rate increases we've experienced since the first of the year have made every $100,000 you borrow more expensive by about 100 bucks a month. So if you have a $400,000 house with a $300,000 mortgage, your monthly payment is now $300 a month more than it was just three, four months ago. Okay. So what I'm trying to figure out is what am I going to do with my company Um in, you know, do I need to think in six month segments, annual segments right now? I want to put together some kind of plan. I know I want to be conservative with my money, but I want to be aggressive with my marketing. What any I advice? think the next six months are pretty safe. They're not going to raise rates enough in the next six months to generate a recession that quickly. By the end of the year, however, I'd be a little more concerned. So I think a six month horizons makes sense. Be aggressive in the next six months, maybe even increase your advertising over the next little while going into the recession, hoping to pick up. You're going to lose some business because people are going to have a heart, but maybe you'll widen the base of people who know that you exist. That might be a sensible way to, to, to keep your, to prop up your business during this potentially weaker period of time. Okay. So this is something we've done over the years and we just started doing it um, two weeks ago at CNR. And, and that is right now we're killing it. We're cranking with a builder base sure. and, and new home construction. Builders what would build more homes if they could. They just can't get access to land, labor, supplies, transportation services, and so on. Right. So- but as the rates go up, we're going to start to see that type of business decline. So I've started marketing to the homeowner on remodels and sand and finish business because it takes time for them to make a decision to want to resand their floors. But I've started soft marketing, newspapers, magazines, social media, and we get in front of the people. And I know that by next spring, some of those are going to be turning around. So you guys that are out there driving the truck, whether the ones that call me and say I'm busy until August or I'm booked for six months, listen, that's fine, but it doesn't mean shut it off. It means plan ahead. Find your customers for later. You can run an ad right now that offers a discount in the first quarter of 2023. For sure. Oh, that's phenomenal. Right. I mean, look at restaurants do it all the time. Restaurants say, you come for lunch, the meal's 20 bucks. You come for dinner, it's 30. They're pushing you to go where they want you to go. We should, we should absolutely be trying to push our, our clients into potentially later in the season or whatever. Yes. Fill the gap, a delayed sale. The, and, and, but guess what? What I love about delayed selling is this. I get in your home. I get to see what you have. I know how big your job is. I can log those in my own sales you know, my cabinet where I keep the hot leads and I know which ones I want to remarket to or even send a Christmas card. Absolutely. Right. For sure. Recessions are an opportunity. They're an opportunity to rethink your business model, rethink your clientele, rethink your customer, your client relationships, your supplier relationships, your social media situation. How are you handling on social media? As you just said, maybe it's newsprint. Maybe it's time to change focus a bit. And it's also hopefully you've, as we spoke, 
get them out earlier. Hopefully you've squirreled away a little bit of money so that you can ride through the bad times like we've all have to from time to time. You guys know what he's talking about. He's talking about three to 5% of savings. Every dollar that comes in, you got to put it aside, self-embezzle. That's what I call Self it. Self-embezzle, the, the, the ZZA savings plan. <laughs> you have no idea. ZSP. I, I taught it uh, last last month in Colorado at the Bonus Certified Convention, and I mentioned self-embezzlement, and one of the people in the class just got hung up on the word embezzle. And they're like, but I don't want to embezzle. And I'm like, you're not embezzling, you're saving. So uh, that's where we are today. That's what's going on. We don't want to take up a lot of your time while you're driving to the job. Um, but here's what I can probably promise you out there, guys. I'm going to have Elliot back first quarter uh, in 2023, and we're going to see where we are because we had him about six months ago, and we knew where we were then. We're getting caught up today. We're taking advantage of him because he's here, and uh, we're going to talk again first quarter but uh, next in 2023. But, Elliot, anything, parting words you want to say to the guys? Oh, and would you please tell them how to subscribe to your daily blog? Sure. So the way to subscribe is to go to econ70.com, E-C-O-N, the number seven, number zero.com. There you can sign up, or you can take your cell phone and text the word bowtie to the five-digit number 22828, 22828, word bowtie, one word no hyphen, no space. Closing comments. The recession is not guaranteed. And if it, when the recession, if and when it comes, which I personally suspect that it will, because the Fed has a very hard time making these soft landings, getting the slowdown just slow enough to slow the truck, but not turn, not to get it too low in idle, idle speed and so on. That's a very hard task. And I can go on some data, but I don't want to bore you guys right now. But I suspect we're probably going to end up in some mild recession. It doesn't last that long. The last recession we had was 18 months. That was an abnormally long long recession. The COVID recession was two months, by far the shortest in history. Most last six to nine months. I would expect this one to last somewhere in that six to nine month range. It's a regular recession. Interest rates rise. People lose confidence. People spend less money. Then rates come, come down and suddenly all that pent up demand comes out. And that's what normally happens out of a recession. So be prepared for the out of the recession boom blitz that comes when rates fall. People go, oh, wow, now's the time to do whatever it is. As a business owner, if I turn on the TV and they're talking about, as a business owner, if I turn on the TV and they're talking about uh, recession, is that a time for me to clean some dead weight? Sure. It's a great opportunity to look at your business model, look at your employees, look at your situation. Hey, you know, Bob, he's just not pulling his weight. But at the same time, it's also an opportunity for you to look at competitors of yours and say, well, they're, they're not doing so well financially, that firm. I think their, their foreman or something is terrific or their chief their top layer is unbelievable. I'm going to try and grab that. Person. Hey, that's good advice. So for you owners that have good good employees, protect them. Keep them. And for you employees that might be listening to this driving in the truck next to your boss and you're not doing so well, clean your shit up or you're out. That too, yes. So everybody, you know how I am about my employees. I try to take care of them all. I've got good people because we build a good team and that's the real advice. I like to be funny here and there, but honestly, if there's a problem in your house, do employee wellness checks. You got to ask them what's up. Maybe they're upset over something you're not aware of, and you can ask that. Uh, at the same time, you're steering a ship. The ship's your company, and we're going into troubled waters, potentially. I just went through pay raises with my employees. We sat down. I asked them what they wanted. 
Why not? And it was in every case, I don't have, I have three, it's not so many, but in every case, they were very reasonable and they told me what they wanted. They explained why they thought it was legit. And I said, okay, fine. You do a great job. I appreciate you. I don't want them going away. I say to all my employees, take care of the company. The company will take care of you. Right. We are a team and that is how I run the company. Um, listen, real answers, keep it real. Elliot, thank you so much. I always enjoy talking to you. A real pleasure, Chris. Thank you, thank you. All right, guys, be safe. Good luck. <laughs>